0: Hello, thanks for joining us tonight on Getting Real with Siren Soapbox. That's getting real, since I can't pronounce words these days. (laughs) It's like a book club, but with movies. And we add a Siren Soapbox twist, and uh, we try to have a movie-themed challenge. If you like what you're listening to, join the group on Facebook by the same name, Getting Real, R-E-E-L, with Siren Soapbox there you can vote on the next movie that we're going to watch you can see all the posts and join in on the conversation all right this time we all watched the movie Stranger Than Fiction and our challenge was to think about the way our life would be narrated and um are we happy with the with that narration And what would we change if we had to change anything or wanted to change anything and you don't have to talk about it that could be a very personal thing but if you want to we're here for that uh let's dive right in we don't do a soapbox on getting real so we're just gonna go around the room if you will and introduce ourselves and say whether or not we like the movie um jess you want to go first
1: siren jess and i give it a thumbs up which I was actually surprised by because I'm not normally a Will Ferrell fan. So, so definitely
0: a different Will Ferrell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'm not normally he normally annoys me. So I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Nice. What about you, Sarah. Uh,
2: I thought I was definitely not going to like it, and in fact, I didn't like it when I started watching it, but. And um, as it went on, I decided, I really love this movie.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I have a, um, when it comes to Will Ferrell, I like some of his things and I greatly dislike others. So I went into this probably with the attitude that I wasn't going to like it. And if we started chatting and the narrator was going on in the background, and I kept waiting for some of his ridiculousness to break out. But it never did. And then I realized it was a serious movie. Um, and I ended up really loving it. I would give it two thumbs up. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very well done. I thought it's a great story. Um, I would recommend it to anyone to watch it.
0: Nice. What about you, Mark?
4: Me? Um, I, I liked it. I loved it. It's one of uh, my favorite movies. Um, it's just like a great... Story. I'm not never usually a fan of, you know, nice wrapping things up with a bow on the end. And, but it was a nice twist um, from what you thought was going to happen towards uh, going along. Um, I'm a huge fan of the uh, sets and the city of Chicago and the ar- modern architecture that they use all throughout the the movie and, and just like the, the graphics and all all of it pulled together visually like, stunning. So yeah thumbs up
0: I really liked it too I um I really loved the love story between Harold and is it Anna is that her name Amy I don't remember what's her name um I'll tell you yeah yeah. I don't know Maggie journal Anna Anna. (laughs) (laughs) phone a friend yeah I thought that was a great story I thought that um I don't know. I love to watch Will character Will Farrell's character develop throughout the story. I I loved how he um, changed his rigidity in his daily routine and he seemed to kind of go more with the flow and it seemed to make him happier in the long run. And I, I really loved that. My turn. Yeah.
5: I'm, I'm Siren T C and I like Will Farrell. I'm trying to think of a Will Ferrell movie other than I can't say his name that I don't like, so I give it a thumbs up.
0: Yeah, I I like Will Ferrell, too, but this was definitely a very different guy. He was like, like Bill said, he was very serious throughout the whole movie. I don't think he cracked. He cracked a couple of jokes, but they were like very low key and I don't know, It was just very different.
2: Well, he hardly ever even smiled in the movie, right? Never mind cracking jokes.
3: So, like I did with this, I did with this movie. What I did with some of the others, which I I read about them a little bit afterwards, and several uh, different websites start their description by referring to him as a mentally unstable IRS auditor. I didn't, didn't really find him to be mentally unstable. Maybe I didn't
0: either. That's a stable. weird description.
3: Yeah, I thought socially
0: so. awkward. Yeah, somewhere
3: maybe somewhere on the spectrum, but not necessarily mentally ill. Yeah. So.
2: Well, except for the whole hearing somebody talking in his head. I mean, there's
5: that. That's not usually indicative of mental stability.
0: Well, that's what the the psychiatrist he went to. She. <laughs> she kept insisting that he had um schizophrenia, schizophrenia. <laughs> he was like no it's just like a voice talking to me and uh predicting things and she said i hate to sound like a broken record but that's schizophrenia <laughs> could you imagine though here so- suddenly starting to hear something like that
1: yeah, i would definitely go see a professional <laughs> yeah
0: I thought it was interesting though that they landed on an on a on a professor. So I was glad that the
3: movie, as it started to progress, it kind of indicated that hearing a voice like that constantly is um unusual. It finally revealed that. I'm watching the whole thing, just figuring it's like normal life. I didn't know what the point was. But then finally they, they showed, I guess other people don't have that voice in their head.
5: <laughs> <God>.
3: <laughs> Once I understood that, the movie made more sense. You know.
0: Bill, what does your voice sound like?
3: The voice in my head? Yeah. Um, It sounds kind of like Morgan Freeman and uh, Norm MacDonald's voices um, smashed together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those are both good voices. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. (laughs) Especially if they were as funny as Norm MacDonald and with Morgan Freeman's voice.
3: Yeah, that I think the question was figure out who might narrate your your uh, life, and that that's that's what I would pick. I, I would pick uh, uh, Norm Norm McDonald to to narrate it.
5: Hmm.
2: My, my voice is the head that I hear in my my voice is the voice that I hear in my head all the time. So I feel like I'd have to narrate. Oh,
5: okay.
2: Unless I don't want anyone else. I want. I'm, I'm controlling enough.
5: I don't need anybody else up there. That's hilarious. I think mine would be um, Dave Matthew from Dave Matthew's band because then he could bust out in the song and he does all different all different voices when you see him live. So I'm gonna choose Dave Matthew.
0: Hmm. What about you? Her? Um, I don't know. So I at first was thinking um, the chick who voices one of the characters on the Great Nor. Jenny Slate. Slate. I was thinking Jenny Slate because I love her. I think she's an amazing voice actor. But then my thought drifted to somebody else for a reason. And I can't remember what that reason is now. I've lost it. How about you, Mark? Kevin Costner. Huh.
4: <laughs> and I don't know if it, I've been seeing uh, clips of a couple of movies that he's been in lately. And one was uh, For the Love of the Game, the baseball movie. And it was just him, like, Talking to himself in that movie as he's as he's pitching and just kind of like I don't know it just uh, sounds like a good uh, a good voice to to carry you on your days.
5: Hmm. nice and soothing.
4: A little bit, a little, little raspy, a little rough sometimes, but intelligent. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that he's intelligent, but it just sounds almost sounds uh, professorial. So that's a big word.
1: Mm-hmm. I, would have I know. That's um, what I was thinking. <laughs> Busting out big words tonight, Mark.
4: <laughs> I just do wait.
5: <laughs> I would have picked Jerry Seinfeld, but his voice gets on Dino's nerves, and so I couldn't. Well,
4: he's in your head, so.
5: <gasps> well, Dana
4: I know have to hear him.
0: But if he's laying really close to me, he might. Oh, hear it. it might come out of your ear into his. That's right. It might leak <laughs> out.
5: Let's hear his. Who, who
0: would narrate your voice? Um, I would pick Jerry Seinfeld.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. do you say?
3: I would, uh, I'd probably pick Mel Gibson. Hmm. I like his voice and, you know, he, he can be humorous and
4: also serious in all of his roles that I've seen him in. So I really like that. Uh, either him or Tom Hanks, maybe.
0: Mm. Oh, that would be fun. Can I have Jenny Slate do all my speaking, but Lady Gaga do all of my singing? Because, um, you know, I got to break out in the song all the time.
5: Yeah, I mean, why not? You should have two. You should have two voices in your head. Somehow that <laughs> just makes sense that it would end up that way.
3: <laughs> but then I, I, I want a stunt double to do stunts for me. If she can have two voices, I'd like to have a stunt double.
5: Who would your stunt double be?
3: I don't know. I'm thinking about that. I'm not sure. Maybe. um, I don't
0: know.
5: Oh, maybe Matthew McConaughey would be my voice because he's got a nice
0: voice. He does.
2: Slightly sleazy sounding voice. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd have picked him. (laughs)
0: That's funny because that's one of the reasons why I think I would pick him, Sarah. That's how, that's how we differ.
5: <laughs> Sometimes he just says things that are so off the wall. I would hope that would happen in my head as well. <laughs> I don't know if he can sing though. I'm going to need somebody to sing the songs in my head and sing my entrance song when I walk into a room. I'm going to oh, yeah. need that.
0: Um, so that's a new question. What's your What's your walk on walkout song?
5: Hmm.
0: Baseball? Sure.
3: Your baseball walkout song?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the Thunder, idea. Or, you know, whenever you walk into a room, you wish it would yeah. by <laughs>
3: AC/DC. It's Thunderstruck by ACDC. Also, my stunt double, uh, I think, would be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, Thunderstruck is a drinking game, Bill.
3: Thunderstruck is a song by uh, ACDC.
5: Yeah, i know and, and there's a drinking game to that song so it,
3: it sounds like drinking. there should be i wasn't aware of that but there should be but that would be my walk-up song uh when i came up to hit a home run.
5: <clears throat> it's just when you walk into a room it's like your baseball walk-up song except you're walking up to life
0: mine would be riptide by sick puppies
5: oh yeah i like that song
0: still dre still dre
4: yeah with the little piano
0: mm, yeah nice
4: that's so a it's a good uh, it's got a good cadence to walk to,
0: I have to do a little uh, that's what i'm looking for that? do you know what's your walk-up song mm-hmm. i
3: don't
0: know maybe
3: something from boston i'd have to think about it
0: i do know that band but i'm having a hard time coming up with a song that boston performs
3: I, I, I decided upon my walk-up song when I was putting together my song list based on your earlier show about a song list and you know, your 10 song song list that I was able to, mine is now like whittled down to
0: 80. Nice. So whittled down to 80. Yeah. So Bill sent us a really nice email and I'm trying to decide how to share it with everyone. I kind of want to read it to everybody on on like a recording and get your reaction, your live reaction. And then put it up on our Patreon and charge other people to hear it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so one of the things I liked about this movie, we are talking about the movie, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We, the conversation drifted.
3: Um, I, in general, I like romantic comedies that are a little offbeat. You know, the typical you know, sappy romantic comedy, not so much, but um uh, but this one was a little offbeat. So when he made, when he brought her flowers, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Here we saw in the movie that she loves to bake. She tried to bake something for him. He didn't realize it was a gift because he's so goofy. When it finally dawned on him, he literally took different flavorings of flour, baking flour, and wrapped them up individually and brought her flowers f-l-o-u-r instead of f-l-o-w-e-r i thought that was fabulous that that was a brilliant uh, part of the movie
0: that was my favorite part of the movie actually hmm. i thought it was very quirky and romantic and it reminded me of something that mark might do
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always no, cute to know your audience <laughs> <laughs> Like when I had four fish tanks, Ben would get me fish for like Christmas and my birthday and stuff like that. And people would be like, He got you fish? I'm like, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Isn't that awesome? (laughs)
1: Like fish and rum. I mean, what else do I want? Like, that's really all I want in life.
4: (laughs)
3: Another brilliant scene I thought was um, at the end, you know, well, not at the end, at the end of her book, when. Mm. When the decision was made that you know he has to die, and um, she's typing, coinciding with the events that are happening, and he's struck by the bus, and she types his name—was it Michael Crick or whatever? Harold is, Crick. Harold is D E, and she stopped, and he's lying there in the road. You know, it's going back and forth between her paper and he's lying there in the road looking for all the world as though he's dead, but he moves. And then she makes the change. And, um, you know, like Mark said, it ends up kind of being wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow, but man, it would have been so heartbreaking if it had ended the way they all decided at first, you know, I was, I was satisfied that they changed that and that, he was able to to keep living
0: me too man I was really sad thinking about him like he had I felt like he had started to come out of a shell and it was probably being faced with the prospect of dying that helped him do that but he was I don't know he seemed to be genuinely enjoying life for at least the first time since we've met him in our short little you know short the short time that we got to meet the character but He, um, the the idea of him dying and then all of that going away was just heartbreaking.
3: Yeah, I I, I agree. I was worried it would, um, there's another movie, older one. I think Meg Ryan was in it, maybe. Um, is it City of Angels
0: or something? I've never seen that movie. I'm sorry? I've never seen that movie.
3: uh, There's, um... It'll make you cry. Remember, there's something about an angel gives up being an angel because he has fallen in love with a, a, a human woman. and they have just gotten and life is just getting great because they're together, and she feels so free and wonderful. She's riding a bicycle and gets hit by a truck and killed. Her. And then he has to live out his days after no longer being an angel on earth, it is so heartbreaking. And I was worried that this movie was gonna end up like like that. It's a sad thing.
2: Well, it kinda seemed like it was going to. I have to admit, I was pretty surprised at the end when it turned out differently than I expected.
3: From personal experience, when, you know, you're not 20 years old anymore and you find somebody, you've learned a few things in life and you find somebody that you can share those, you take those experiences and the experiences of those that person and it just bonds together and things click so amazingly and then you start having a, a life that's better level than you had, and then something kill it that was bothering me thinking that's what was going to happen in this movie so again I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that it you know. Trixie's glad too I
1: don't know I, th- I think um, apparently so is Winston
4: <laughs> when uh I, I think I would have been just as happy with the movie if it had ended with him being hit by the bus because he did get he, he did that change like once he talked with uh, Professor Hilbert and he was just like well just live your life like what, what do you want to do, what do you want to do, and then he went out and did it he went out and got a, a guitar sort of went and play the guitar he. You know got up the courage to talk to Anna and kind of go down that romantic pathway, made his friend, you know, he, when he knew he was going to to die, then he, he kind of started giving back to everybody else and kind of really had a nice, um, he, he was okay with it. Like after he read the book, he was, he, he was okay with that, knowing what was going to happen. And, and he just kind of lived his life, fully and gave of himself to all those around him that he cared about and was was okay with it and he if he would have died at the end of the movie i mean i would have been okay with it because he he was okay with it he was i think he was comfortable with it and and he sure he probably would have been like oh yeah this is great he's like but i've done what i needed to do i've met all these great people and i've lived these some some Fantastic experiences, and I'm ready. I
3: I don't disagree with you, Mark. I think I'd have been happy with the movie had it ended that way as well. I think I'm happier with the way that it did end. But I also, and I think from his perspective, he read the ending. So he knew how this was going to unfold, and he knew that the end of his life was not going to be um for not i mean he was basically saving somebody else
5: right yeah a little
3: boy and i think it speaks a lot to his character is even though he knew that was going to happen he felt well i can't let that child die so he lived through it and and did it i think that speaks a lot to the character of the person in the movie um it's interesting we watched another movie and we talked about on here and the question came up i don't remember which one it was but the question came up would you want to know big fish. Yes, that's right. Would you want to know and 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 I had said I yeah, absolutely would want to know. I think it would make it easier and I think um, Harold's character once he knew he was able to move forward and go along with it but was saved at the end so
0: you know it's interesting too. I I, I just thought about this now but you when you said that he read the book, he read the ending, he knew what was coming. He, all of the, the events that were set into place, um, with him, you know, where the day he was supposed to be hit by the bus and die were all because his watch was like three minutes slow or fast or something like that. And he knew that, and he didn't reset the watch. Like he made conscious decisions to just go about his day.
3: That watch thing was interesting as well. When the the writer of the screenplay actually gave the watch a life of its own.
0: Yeah.
3: I thought that was pretty interesting. It was an interesting twist. And then the fact that the the watch ended up saving his life, in effect, by a piece of it keeping him from bleeding to death. I just thought it was all clever little things in a movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I, I did a little Google searching, um, and this question popped up. What does Karen Eiffel learn from Harold Crick? So Karen Eiffel is the author,
3: the author. Yeah.
0: I am, um, I don't really know how to answer that question. Although <laughs> here, I'll tell you this, she, after she met him, I don't, she realized that he was a real person and she was actually narrating someone's real life. She began to think about all of the other books she had written and wondered how many, how many people she had killed off. And she became, I, I don't know. It seems like she, um, which is, uh, uh, frankly, a fiction author should not have to think about that because you're writing a fiction novel. You should not have to think about the people that you were murdering in real life. So I think that must have been extremely uh, traumatic for her <laughs> as a person.
2: We should have asked our author last night how she felt about that.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good. Well, well, but she didn't. She doesn't know a Finn Fleming in real life, though, or a Ray.
5: No, but she did know a Harry, and she talked about the fact that mm. you know one one thing she learned was that sometimes it's more difficult to kill off an animal than a human in a book. But even though it's fiction, I mean, think about think about the fictional characters that you've read over and over and over and followed and how you miss them when the book is over. Like, think about Kinsey Milhone. What if what if Sue Grafton had killed her off? Yeah, that would have impacted a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily matter that they're fiction. I don't think that you I think that you can care about fictional characters. I don't know. That's a good point.
3: I did think it was interesting kind of back to your question, Mary, is that um, she decided to change the ending, even though she felt and Dustin Hoffman's character felt he was a a professor uh, um, and had studied her work and she was his favorite author. They felt it was the perfect novel with him dying. But... Once she began to think of him as a real person, not just a character in a book, she couldn't do it. And she changed it knowing that the book would be good, but no longer great. And and Dustin Hoffman's character confirmed that. It's good. It's no longer great. Yeah. You know, you were talking about uh, characters dying off. I, I read Truman. Um, mm. Loved that book and felt so connected to him, even though our our political beliefs are are not aligned at all, but um, that book was written so well. And I, of course I know Truman's dead, but when he died in the book, I was remarkably sad. I just Mm. felt like here's somebody that, and um, uh, Tracy, he reminded me of our granddad at Hmm. very much. And through the whole book, I, there were several things that happened that reminded me of Granddad Trent with us. Our, our, that's our great-grandfather. And uh, I had the good fortune of knowing him the way most people know their grandfather. So I, was, I felt close to him. And then in the book, when when Truman died, I i, I mean, it would probably wouldn't be overstating it, say I mourned for a while. Um, mm-hmm. over that. And so, yeah, and, and fictional characters, the same
0: thing can happen. So, so- Another question for you. Do you think Harold Crick is free to make his own choices or is his life dictated by this uh author?
3: Repeat that, Mary.
0: Do you think Harold Crick is like free to make his own choices and live his life however he chooses or is he bound by what this author writes?
4: Didn't I don't recall when after he he kind of chose to live out his changes his, his life a bit and you know the guitar and, and Anna and all that stuff. While he was doing those things, was he being narrated? Well, not all of his life was narrated. No. The parts that coincided with the
3: book, yes, I can't re- remember if if all of that was being narrated. But some of his life definitely was not narrated because yeah. it didn't coincide with what she was writing.
4: Um. So I would say yes, he was free.
1: Yeah, I, because I was she. Free.
0: The narration he was, was only
1: before. I'm sorry. What was that, Jess? He was doing all his stuff before he started being narrated too. So,
4: and and the narration only seemed to be, and like what he had told the professor was that it ha- or the psychologist or psychiatrist, it was happening. It was he was being narrated of things that he was doing or did, not things that he was going to do. So it was like he was walking down the you know brushing his teeth he he was brushing at each however many times and taking however many steps but it wasn't that he's going to take these steps or he's going to brush his teeth that was this is what he was doing it was a, a real-time narration so I don't know that it was
3: yeah except for the foreshadowing everything was real time yeah yeah um I think he was completely released until she started writing the sequel and then <laughs> <laughs> right back in. i don't remember another movie similar to this one
0: i don't either and this is not the first time i had seen the movie um i don't remember what i don't remember it though from the last time but it's a really good movie this is something that i think i would watch over and over again
3: one part of it that i'm I'm still not comfortable fits. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just not certain about is when he ends up uh, bringing her the flower, the flowers that he had made. But what he says to her is, I want you. He didn't say, I like you. He said, I want you. And mm-hmm. it came across to me anyway, a little bit creepy. Yeah. because uh, I... Who's very reserved, very, you know, he doesn't catch on on, I catch on to her flirtatiousness. He doesn't catch on that she made those those pastries for him. He's not he's not picking up on any of that. And the first thing he does is come up and says, I want you. And he says it more than once. But you know, fortunately for the plot of the movie, she didn't uh, take it badly and run away. But um, I just thought that was odd. I thought that that choice of wording was odd.
0: Yeah, it was and it was a little creepy. I agree with you. However, if he would have said anything other than that, I don't think it would have like his personality is very um awkward. True. That's putting it mildly. My, my neighbors are building a chicken coop right now. Can you hear it?
1: <laughs> I did hear it. I wondered what was going on
0: but he's so awkward that to say anything like suave or smooth would have made zero sense
3: yeah I agree but I think he could have said I like you I think that's that's true I think that's still awkward enough but more in keeping with his character
0: but I want you was more accurate and I think that someone who is as awkward as he is is probably more of a I speak the truth and accurate kind of person
3: yeah maybe maybe i just it just seemed odd to
0: me yeah so let's talk about anna what role do you think she played in his life in harold's life i mean obviously she was his love interest i don't know
2: she certainly uh sparked and didn't seem like he had had any much
1: of a romantic interest
2: anywhere else ever that we know of
1: she was kind of his opposite almost like a uh, like a balance to him
0: yeah I agree with that
3: I, I think she changed his life from black and white to color
0: oh that's a good description I like that yeah I agree with all those things I, I think that I wonder though if he, if he had um, been faced with the possibility of dying if he would have been brave enough to ask her out or to pursue that relationship
2: i remember the timing of that i guess that that all happened before they really started hanging or hanging oh up.
0: yeah you're right Sarah. he met her on the day that the narration started happening because it started happening while he was in there for her audit and she, the narrator was saying really inappropriate things about anna and he was like uh it's a weird day i gotta go see ya i'll come back on tuesday <laughs> well does anybody have any final thoughts about the book or the movie since we didn't read a book we watched a movie
3: <laughs> the um if you remember when uh after he found out that that how the book ends and he decides he's going to live his life as much as he can until that ending comes he spent time with anna and they watched old movies and one of the, 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 the main movie that they were showing that they were watching is a movie called A Man and a Woman. So I looked that movie up and read about it. It's supposed to be a really great love story, an older movie, but I can't find it anywhere to watch it. We wanted to watch it. And so I'm, I'm still going to keep looking and see if maybe I can find it on a DVD or a Blu-ray or something so we can watch that movie as well. I like to... Um, when we watch movies, read books or whatever, something that's referenced in that movie or book, I then like to watch that. And, and sometimes it adds to the original movie or book. And so I'll let you know if we find it.
0: Yeah, keep us posted, Bill. That's how you ended up with 80 songs on your 10 song playlist.
3: It's kind of how that happens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <It's
0: very true.
3: laughs> that is very true.
0: I think um, for our next movie club, it looks like we're gonna meet on July 31st, Monday, July 31st. I hope that works for everybody. Um I think we should pick an animated movie for our theme.
3: Je- uh, Jess, it was very funny right there because on our screen, Mary is above you. And so mm-hmm. we- looked up at the ceiling, it looked like you looked up at her and rolled your eyes at the idea that we watch a... um, (laughs) That was very, very fun. That was my thinking face.
1: (laughs) My thinking face about what animated movie would be good.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of animation, and some of you may know that I want to be a voice actor. So... I haven't heard that yet. mark and i just went to see the new mario the super mario brothers movie and it was so good loved it so i think we should pick an animated movie what do you guys think sure all All right right. so get thinking um, yeah um mark do you have a nomination um don't say hot dog party i will break up with you not hot
4: dog party (laughs) hot dog party two (laughs) (laughs) um the uh i don't know the uh is it into the spider-verse the um oh. the animated spider-man
0: movie that was- Ooh, that's a good one all right hold on somebody needs to take notes <laughs> let me do that real quick
5: Well, you're recording we're recording
0: so oh, that's true that's true
5: do you know wants to throw in the original toy story
0: oh there's okay there's a oh. lot of adult humor in there that is just Funny. with who no
5: the original toy story there's a
3: lot
0: of adult humor that's really oh funny. yeah agreed all right that's on the list that's a cute one
3: the uh peanuts movie that was released a couple years ago i thought was very good
5: all right
3: so it's a yeah, long version of uh, the peanuts movie that was good all right And the Lego, the first Lego movie, that has a little Lego Batman in it. That's Mm -hmm. also a very and it has a very good message about freedom
0: in it. That's a good movie.
1: And Will Ferrell. (laughs) Oh, and
0: Will Ferrell. Um, Okay, I'm gonna nominate Marcel the Shell with Shoes On.
1: do not know that one
0: so i um love jenny slate and marcel the shell with shoes on is a jenny slate brainchild and she, oh, she narrates him or her him her I
5: don't know. Is it, isn't it stop motion
0: yes all right, so that's five does anybody else have one they want to nominate all right
3: Oh, I'll nominate one more. That okay, would give an even six. I can't remember the name of it, but it's an Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler did it. It's a Christmas movie.
0: Oh, Eight Crazy Nights. Is that it? I think so. That is funny. I love Adam Sandler.
3: That's a that's a good little uh, movie too. Yeah. So I, I nominate that one too. That, All right. that, that brings an even six, right?
0: Yep. All right. Sweet. Well, I will put these out there for the world to vote on. And then the uh, seven of us will show up and talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't really care if nobody else joins us because I really enjoy doing these. So yeah. thank you guys for hanging out and humoring me tonight.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to spend my lunch. Okay. I'd rather spend it with you guys.
0: Good. Then all by yourself. Or crocheting or knitting or something?
1: Uh, knitting and watching something on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Currently Judge Faith. So
0: <laughs> Well, next it'll be the whatever animated movie we pick for the next movie club. All right. Well, if you are listening to this, you should head over to the Siren Soapbox Facebook group, Getting Real with Siren Soapbox. on the lookout for the opportunity to vote on one of these six movies that we're going to watch on or that we're going to watch and then discuss on july 31st and you'll grab a ticket in the eventbrite page that we'll have posted all that information will be right there for you you can also check out our website sirensoapbox.com and you can get in touch with us by email sirensoapbox at gmail.com thank you so much for spending your time with us and until next time dive in Stay curious, be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to Sea strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.